If I had one wish that I could wish this holiday season, it would be for all the linemen in the NFL to join hands and sing together in the spirit of harmony and peace. If I had two wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be for all the linemen in the NFL to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. And the second would be for 200 extra fantasy points to be given to me to be added to my team any week throughout the season as I see fit. You know, if I can make three wishes this holiday season, the first, of course, would be for all the linemen to get together and sing. The second would be for 200 extra fantasy points given to me. And the third would be for unlimited trade power over every member of my league to carry out any move as I see fit. And if I had four wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be the crap about the tugboat lineman done. The second would be for the 200 extra fantasy points. The third would be for all the trade power. And the fourth would be to set aside one weekend each year to recreate my own tush-push in the honeymoon suite of the Bellagio with my lovely wife, who is behind this idea 100%, and of course, three others of my choosing. Jeff Saturday would absolutely catch an invite with how Peyton Manning described those buns. Now, wait a minute. Maybe the tush-push should be the first thing, so I'll make that the first wish because it can all go boom tomorrow, and then what do you got, you know? No, no, the lineman singing would be great. That would be nice. But wait a minute, who am I kidding? They can't all sing. The Eagles' Christmas album is an anomaly. I mean, the rest of the league cannot be that good. I don't need pitchy big guys serenading me. Okay, so we reorganize. Here we go. First, the tush-push thing. We go with that. Second, the fantasy points. No, no, we go with the trade power second, and then the fantasy points, and then the lineman. Oh, funky butt-loving. I forgot about revenge against Arthur Smith. Okay. I need revenge against Arthur Smith because he should be delivering packages for FedEx, not delivering carries and targets to everyone but his stars. That would be my fourth wish. And of course, my fifth wish would be for all the linemen in the NFL to join hands and sing together in a spirit of harmony and fantasy victory. Thank you, everybody, and happy holidays. And live from Bristol, Connecticut, it's Fantasy Focus Live! Welcome to Fantasy Focus Football. Today's show is presented by Geico Fantasy Focus Football. You know, insurance can be hard, guys. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It is easy to Geico. I am joined today by my friends Field Yates and Stefania Bell. And in case you hung out with us on the YouTube stream and not on the E2 cut, you just saw the skit that I did called mm. the Holiday Wishlist. Try to channel my inner Steve Martin from that one in case you guys were a fan of the old SNL thing. Hopefully you guys thought it was a little bit of fun. Enjoyed it. I love it. I just want to know if we have a band. You yeah, know, we need to have a band. Oh, who is performing today? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's, who's performing? That's a great. I think Chasing Volume is going to come up on Chasing the show. Chasing Volume. That's right. Nice. That's right. The yes. band that Dan and I are going to one day form. Uh, I feel like I should be honored to be in your presence because that was terrific. And what are you doing tomorrow, Saturday night? I got to imagine around 11 o'clock, you'll be tied up. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they have officially reached out to ask me if I uh, would like to come out and host. And? I told him I'm thinking about it. Mama Dop is in town and she's pretty important That's right. to me. Yeah. So not only is she in town, Daniel, she is in the studio she's right here right yeah. now. This is the closest thing that we will have to an actual celebrity That's being a- in our fantasy focus <laughs> studio right now. The woman responsible for bringing 
Daniel Dopp into this universe. Probably the most loyal fantasy focused fan alive. Yeah. And oh. an all around lovely woman Queen is here in chat? our presence. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she has right. graced us with her presence. We know that she was very excited watching last night's game as there will always be a place near and dear to her heart for Matthew Stafford. Oh, but, yeah. uh, it is just amazing to have her here. I it's mean, we so also great. have Mike Clay here, but uh, yeah, yeah, more importantly, Mama Dopp. Sorry, yeah. Mike. That's <laughs> way more exciting when Mama Dopp is here. It's always fun to be able to bring her into the studio and just be able to show her how we do this live because she does watch every single show yeah. on YouTube and hangs out it's in nice chat. nice to have another lady in the house. That's yeah. right. That's right. right. All right. On today's show, we got a bunch of stuff playing. It's week 16. That means fantasy playoffs. We're talking injury updates. We're doing a Thursday night football recap and we're getting you ready for the rest of our week 16 rankings with some of the big topics that we have from this week this week excuse me so without further ado we are going to start with stefania bell like we always do stefania injury updates there's a handful of them i'm gonna start with tyreek hill yeah tyreek hill who missed last week and this was we heard that this was his call but really this was as they always are conversations between the player and the team Last Sunday, we were reporting live. Jeff Darlington was telling us about the decision-making. It sounded like Tyree Hill could run, and he looked good doing his routes, but he was nervous about getting tackled. And if you recall how he was injured, the mechanism was that of a high ankle sprain. He was lucky it wasn't more serious, but worried about aggravating the ankle with another tackle. Now, the good news is he did get back in practice on Thursday, limited basis. But this is a big one against Dallas, and I would be shocked if Tyreek Hill doesn't play. Love to hear it. Yeah, we definitely want him out there for our fantasy matchups. He helped us get to the playoffs. Hopefully we can use him here in the playoffs. He probably had a buy if he had Tyreek Hill, so you're probably sitting pretty pretty right now. Yeah, you're sitting in a good spot. Stefania. Sounds like Jamar Chase has been ruled out for Saturday's game against the Steelers with that shoulder injury. What can you tell us about what we should expect for the shoulder injury long term? Well, I think it, it, it is day to day as much as we didn't love the fact that Zach mm. Taylor called it a day to day injury. I think yeah. it really is. And to be fair, even though we've heard reports that he was going to miss this week and obviously he is going to, he's already been ruled out. But I think it's hard to project into the future because with these AC injuries, it really comes down to uh, can you function at the position? One of the hardest things to do is to be able to elevate your arm above 90 degrees after you have this kind of injury. And obviously, if you're a receiver who makes catches like Jamar Chase does, you need to be able to get your arm up in the air and then you need to be able to land on it and not be concerned about falling onto that shoulder. So he did not practice at all. No real test. And we have no way of knowing exactly where he is on that But Zach Taylor was right when he said things can change dramatically in a day. And with these kind of injuries, you will see that some days where the guy doesn't look like he can play. And the next day he looks pretty good. So watch the uh, practice reports closely next week. But for this week, make other plans. Bonus day for them next week. They don't play until Sunday after back-to-back Saturday games. Chiefs, Bengals next Sunday. Oof. A little bit excited for that one. Yeah, that could Just be a really bit. good. Yep. That could be very fun. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about these Bengals pass catchers in a little bit in the show. Stefania, let's talk Michael Pittman, who was a a full participant in Thursday's practice after being in the concussion concussion protocol. Excuse me. What can you tell us about his status? For Sunday. Right. And and that's a great sign. Obviously, as you're progressing through these different phases of the protocol, you want to see the players go through progressive practice, full practice, certainly a good sign. As long as there's no after effect from that, you would imagine the last thing he'll need to do is get cleared by the independent neurological consultant. Uh, but this is great news. We want to see Michael Pittman back in the lineup and uh, yes, yeah, still in the concussion protocol until he is officially cleared. But 
certainly going in the right direction. And he is not the only Indianapolis Colt that has been dealing with something. Jonathan Taylor dealing with a thumb injury, which as a running back seems really not ideal. Yeah. What can you tell us about Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, so not ideal. He had to have surgery to repair the ulnar collateral ligament in his thumb. And the great news is that it's a very sturdy construct. Once the surgery is done, you're not really worried about the integrity of the surgery. You're just worried, can you do what you need to do as a running back, which is protect the ball. And so grip strength, the ability to hold it, uh, that all got tested really for the first time yesterday. Yesterday was Jonathan Taylor's return to practice. First time since surgery. He's missed three games. So it's been about three and a half weeks since he actually had the surgery. Um, with the, he might wear some low profile splint. I could see that happening. But everything about this makes me feel like he's going to be out there. And that'll be important because Zach Moss has not practiced. Right. And we talked earlier in the week about the reports that it was a shoulder injury. Nope. On the injury report, he's actually listed with a forearm. And this was the concern because that is the forearm he fractured that caused him to miss time earlier this year. Mm, so not sure exactly what the nature of it is, but he landed on that same area and uh, hasn't been able to get back into practice. Yeah, so we'll see whether he does it all on Friday. But Jonathan Taylor will be a very, very busy man on yep. Sunday. I would anticipate, though, that there's a little bit of a build back up for Jonathan Taylor, as we saw early on in the season when he returned after his contract-itis case. So you might see a little bit of Tyler Goodson, maybe a little bit of Trey Sermon as well. But Jonathan Taylor, still a strong top 20 running back consideration they play the Falcons on Sunday. Ooh, that's a pretty good defense. Good yeah, run defense. Good. Yep. yep. All right, Stefania, quarterback question for it's you. It's hard for me not to chuckle. We no, say the Falcons yeah, <laughs> right now. I'm sorry. And when, uh, and when we're talking about fantasy football yes, exactly. and Falcons, it's yeah. just... Yeah. Uh, they go hand in hand with it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, well, looking at the, at the quarterback position for the Houston Texans, I do not believe that C.J. Stroud was back at practice yesterday. Are we thinking that these are... Uh, CJ Stroud vibes, or are we going to be able to have Case Keenum vibes for week one or for week 16? Excuse me. It's certainly looking like Case Keenum, right? Because we hasn't practiced now. Who knows what will happen Friday, but everything is pointing to and all the, the vibes from the reporters who are there on the ground is that CJ Stroud is not likely to play this week and that it is expected to be Case Keenum. So um, we just haven't really seen him. So it's hard to gauge where he is in terms of his recovery process, but yeah. he has not been on the practice field. And that's all you need to know. I'll reiterate from earlier this week. They've been tipping their cap on this one. They've mm-hmm. been tipping their hand on this one. Yeah. I should say, yep. right. They tried to claim a quarterback off of waivers and then signed Tim Boyle to the practice squad. So I would be surprised if CJ Stroud plays on Sunday. I don't even know if a practice today on Friday. Yeah. So uh, we'll keep a close eye on this one, not just this week, but potentially next week as, as well. well. Yeah. Houston's still in that AFC playoff picture. They need a window on Sunday. Not the only AFC backup quarterback we may see this week as well. Stefania, yeah. Trevor Lawrence has never missed a game in his NFL he career. Not. But it sounds like College we might high school see too, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, both? He, oh, has, wow. he has yet to miss a game due to injury, I believe. Yeah. Is this going to be the first week that we see someone other than Trevor Lawrence? Well, it it certainly looked that way until this morning when Doug Peterson just told reporters that Trevor Lawrence will be out on the practice field and his words, and I quote, where they will give him as much as he can tolerate. Uh, It's really interesting because usually we see with this progression through the concussion protocol that you'll see a player come back and be limited in their first outing and then move towards a full practice. And if we look at the timescale, Trevor Lawrence hasn't practiced. And by the way, also listed due to his ankle. Remember, he had Mm. that high ankle sprain that he played through. So that is still something that is bothering him. this is this is a tough one. You're just going to have to watch the practice reports because if he does get through today, 
and who knows how much he'll do. He would have to also be cleared by the independent neurological consultant. He would have to be cleared in time to travel with the team because this is an away game for mm -hmm. the Jaguars. So I think you'll have your information by Saturday afternoon, but right now, a little bit questionable. So let me ask you this, Field. Mm -hmm. We're obviously starting Travis Etienne regardless of who's under center. Yeah, and I think are. Evan Ingram is also a no matter what. I would agree. Them. Yes. When you look at the pass catchers, if it is C.J. Beathard, are you downgrading any of these guys? Here's what I would say. As much as I would love to tell you that I am downgrading Calvin Ridley, how can you have any upgrade or downgrade to Calvin Ridley when he has been a self he is just like up and down He's every like single yo -yo week. Himself. He has no idea yeah. how to figure out when it's going to be a good or bad week for Calvin Ridley. So, yes, a little bit of a downgrade because obviously Trevor Lawrence is a superior player to C.J. Beathard. Zay Jones may be out. Yep, Zay Jones likely will be out, yeah. it sounds mm -hmm. like. And oh, by the way, it's a great matchup. So you don't want to downgrade Calvin Ridley too much because certainly a very talented player, but the Bucks have allowed the most passing yards in the NFL this season. So the opportunity for a big game is there, but the confidence does decrease by, let's call it five or 10%. If you have a backup quarterback, even one in TJ Beathard that the team feels pretty good about being a capable fill in for Trevor Lawrence. I say Parker Washington outscores Jamal Agnew in week 16. <laughs> I would not be surprised by that. Really? I am a yeah, Parker Washington you're gonna, fan. You're going to so plant yes. your flag there. That's yeah. we're going to go with okay. it. Yeah. Anna, we're looking for other pass catchers other than Calvin Ridley with both Christian Kirk on IR and then, like you said, potentially Nose Jones. Is so Kirk on IR or is he just, he's just, I think he yeah. remains out of practice right oh, now, right? Or is I he thought he was I IR. I believe uh, he is. Either way. Confirmed on IR. Either way, yeah. Not coming back. Not yep. coming back. That's correct. Yes. Yep. So, no that's what, a bummer. So. Huh? Lots to look forward to in week 16. Stefania, thank you for getting us ready with all this. so festive, too. I know. Yes. By the way, also, yep. Keenan Allen already ruled out. So uh -huh. if uh, anybody was looking for that because they play on Saturday, mm. we have that information early. Heel injury. I've seen a few guys with heel injuries, which can be a plethora of things. So yep. uh, stay tuned for next yeah. week. And we are officially into 2024 vibes for the Chargers. So yeah, keep an eye on Keenan that. Allen's status next week. For sure. We'll have more from Stefania on FF Now Sunday morning, ESPN2 from 10 to 1. Thanks, Stefania. All right, Field, how about space and bills here? Home, auto, prize sports memorabilia. Whatever you need to protect, Geico can help get you covered. Yeah, that's And again. with the award-winning Geico mobile app, you can get 24-7 claim support and on-the-go policy access. It's so easy to Geico. Go to geico.com today. Back here on Fantasy Focus, Daniel Dopp, Field Yates, and Mike Clay recapping what was a heck of a Thursday night Hello, Michael. football I'm game. I'm in. How I you doing, it. Mike? Good to see you here today. Good. Uh, Stefani and I coordinated. She had green. I brought the green. You brought as well. the green. Other so shade a... of green. You're looking dapper as right. usual. No this. surprise this there. This is my color. What's your favorite color? This is my, my favorite, favorite color. My favorite color is um, probably probably blue or orange. One of the two. Blue or orange. Blue Interesting. or orange. Yeah, very orange. different colors. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are very different. This is my shade. Not just any blue. It's a shade like a of blue. blue. Would you call it a turquoise? turquoise? Yeah, yeah, turquoise. turquoise. Okay. What about yeah. you, Daniel? Honolulu blue. Uh, Honolulu blue is my yeah. favorite color. Honolulu you should have known that. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Kelly green should be yours. Yeah. Stefania, what is the, like is there a red, it's like red or green? Is it the, do the Niners have like specific red and gold colors or are they just red and gold? Uh, it's garnet. Yeah, there's garnet red. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stefania wow. going to be game Monday night football Let's letting everybody know go. That's I'm jealous be a lot of fun all is right that a big game are they playing yeah I think that will be a fairly big one I think Potential, they're playing some uh, out of conference preview. game yeah. I think it's like yeah we'll see how that one works out hey let's talk about Thursday night football guys Let's this one it. was fun I'll tell you what mm -hmm. the offense yeah the offense it wasn't got always there in the yeah for the Saints the, for yes. most of the game but yeah. this 
The second half, you saw at the very end, it became very exciting. Matthew Stafford ended up looking fantastic in this one. 328 yards and two touchdowns, plus one rush for negative four rushing yards. That's what you think for Matthew Stafford. Down to 66 (laughs) rushing yards for the season is Matthew Stafford. Another 20 fantasy point game at the quarterback position, guys. Well, yes, but this is one of those where you have to remind yourself that fantasy football and real football are so different. Yeah. Who would you say played better last night in real life? Stafford. Matthew By Stafford how much? Derek Carr. By quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, a so lot. he was quite a bit better, perhaps a lot better yep. than Derek Carr. And Matthew Stafford turned in a 20.72 fantasy point effort. Totally reasonable effort. He'll probably mm-hmm. end up being a top 10 quarterback with that outing. And yet Derek Carr currently pacing the week at 24.96 fantasy points as garbage time through mm-hmm. to Derek Carr very well. But this is Matthew Stafford's fourth game in five outings with 20 plus fantasy points. This offense is just playing so well. And I don't we only have really one or two more weeks left over that like if Matthew Stafford is still available or he's your backup quarterback, he might be your starting quarterback in the fantasy finals. Yeah, it's tricky because he had none of these the first 10 weeks of the season. Uh He was completely useless. We ranked him like 25th. And now he's been doing it week after week after week. It's kind of like almost like Joe Flacco, where it doesn't feel sustainable because yeah. there's no rushing and all the touchdowns for the most part have been through the air. So I'm a little I'm going to have a hard time ranking him higher than like the 10th to 12th range. Maybe. Yeah, and that uh, seems we'll a reasonable place play to play next him. week. But uh, I think this kind of yeah, the Giants yeah. is a great matchup. So One yesterday yeah. kind of makes your point, though, because it's like I would say objectively, that's about as well as a quarterback Correct. could yeah. play. Yeah. And he scores. 20.72 fantasy points. Nothing wrong with that, right? But like the chance of Derek Carr or a far inferior quarterback having more than 20.72 fantasy points is on the table because there is zero rushing, right? Yep. Like you you get a cheapo rushing touchdown and 25 rushing yards and you're already at to eight and a half fantasy points. Just a different sort of avenue right. uh, for other quarterbacks to pass Matthew Stafford. He's playing really well that if you're looking for 20, there's a pretty reasonable chance he will give you that in part because he's got an absolute superstar at wide receiver. Yeah, that's right how the now. league has kind of changed in the last decade. Just 10 years ago, there was only a few guys that really made a big difference with their legs. Now it's almost everyone. You're yeah. kind of the exception if you're Stafford or Cousins or, you know, guys like that. that Joe just Burrow. Do, yeah. Joe Bur- like, well, he's done. He's bounced back in that sure. area. He's certainly yeah. done uh, more with his legs when he's been healthy. But uh, just just be basically a zero in that department is is kind of rare now. Yeah, it, it is. is. Uh, but his wide receivers are the opposite are of zero. Unreal. Oh, yeah. Cooper Nakua looked unreal last night. Honestly, uh, Cooper Cup. Looked like he had a down game production wise. He still had 12 targets and he dropped a couple of touchdowns. He had two close touchdowns. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I'll be curious to see. I'm not not sure who is responsible for scoring drops versus not drops. I felt like those were both balls that were like maybe 10% off target Mm -hmm. in a it's possible that Cooper Cup hauls them in, but uh, it would have been two excellent catches. But if he just has one of those. Yeah become a touchdown. We yep. feel a lot different about his night, but if I told you he's going to have 12 targets in a rushing attempt, you'd be saying I am starting Cooper Cup. But mm-hmm. Puka Nakua is an amazing story. We are talking about a player who in his rookie season is in the same breath as Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. He's going to end up likely surpassing both of their receiving yardage marks. He's already surpassed both of their reception total from their rookie seasons, and he's not going to catch Chase in touchdowns, but he might surpass Justin Jefferson in touchdowns. If you were to do a quick off the top of your head, rookie, I'm sorry, dynasty wide receiver mm-hmm. ranks right now, Mike, is Puka Nakua a top three dynasty wideout? 
top three dynasty wideout. Oof, I don't know. I, I, probably not, but close. Jason Jefferson are in there for sure. AJ, AJ Brown is obviously older, but he's in that conversation. But yeah, I would say top 10. I, I just updated in the last two weeks. So I'm not sure exactly where I put him, but uh, he's in that conversation. I, I mean, just crazy. looks like yeah. the real deal. He yeah. sure does. As does his teammate, Kyron Williams, Daniel. Dude, yeah. Kyron Williams looks fantastic as well. The only thing that was frustrating about Kyron Williams last night was the lack of passing game usage. But we've seen this on a few occasions zero. for him yeah. this year, right? It's like yeah, it's there happened. are times where he'll go like 25 carries and zero targets. Yeah. Or there are weeks where he will go 22 carries with five targets. So hard to argue with the rush production. Still. And yeah. he's just a really darn good player. And 16.4 fantasy points is nothing to shake a stick at for Kyron Williams. But he is firmly entrenched himself as a top five running back every week maybe top two yeah speaking of dynasty like elite at this point by the way at at notre dame he was outstanding his efficiency was off the charts i i loved him all the way up until the combine combine, and he was so slow like he was massive red flag his career is in jeopardy athletic outlier fell in the draft of course um as a result of, of that and he's absolutely an outlier. But yep. he, I mean, I don't know how you watch him and think this guy's not for real. Like yep. he is, he looks legit. Totally. Speaking of outliers, I just want to say this really quickly. Why did you let me say that Alvin Kamara had scored double digit fantasy points in every, every game, game this year? <laughs> I jinxed it for everyone, guys. I'm sorry. Well, his lowest finish in a week so far this season is RB19. And if you're looking for a positive spin here, He's currently RB2 on the week, (laughs) so it's possible. Right now, it's going to require basically the worst week of fantasy scoring ever. But who knows? We might get that. Yeah, yeah. it's very possible. But this Saints offense uh, still, I mean, listen, you're playing Kamara every single week still. He ended up having a drive where he had four catches on this single drive. He ended up with five catches last night, right? Um, A bad day at the office. But Chris Olave looked amazing last night. And if not, he had a couple of drops. Those yeah, were the same thing. It was like that one was behind him. Yeah, that's yep. what I was thinking of when yeah. you were talking about Cup. It's like, is that a drop? That's, I know. We'll have to see off. how they score it. Yeah. But uh, there was even more meat on the bone, so to speak, for Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. And yet he had nine catches for 123 yards. He must have had, what, 16 He's targets? Good. I'm sorry. 16. 13 targets. Yeah. It felt like 16. Uh, 23.3 fantasy points. His best in the game this season. But this guy's so, so good. Yeah, he's great. Uh, another one of them elite dynasty wide receivers. First round pick has the pedigree and has the production, has the targets. Yep. Everything's been great. The question is just like, what's the future of the quarterback position for New Orleans? So, uh, based off of um, his contract, it's going to have to be Derek yeah, Carr again next be, year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buckle and, then, and he might be like he's been so hurt this year too. So sure. many minor injuries, totally. moderate injuries. So yep. uh, Rashid Cheed, by the way, nine targets. Yep, and a long too. touchdown. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, of course, we expected that against the secondary. Right, right. They've totally. been hit for yeah, a bunch yeah, of they have. So. Yes, totally. Yep. Yeah, it's a fun I, Thursday night game, guys. It was. was. I, had, I had Shahid for first touchdown in this game. He scored the second touchdown. Oh my gosh, Mike. Get better at your job, will you? I'll try. <laughs> Back here on Fantasy Focus, Daniel Dot, Field Jates, and Mike Clay talking about our Week 16 preview, making sure that you are ready for the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, we are. Guys, let's look at this Rasheed Rice ranking. We're mm-hmm. at the spot now. We were trying so hard to talk Rasheed Rice into existence. Now, in Week 16, fantasy playoffs, everything is on the line. We have him ranked as a top 10 wide receiver field. And it's very obvious to see why the volume has been unreal. He is the number one pass catcher in this Chiefs offense right yeah. now. Nine plus targets in four straight games. 32 catches over those past four games. He has a touchdown in three or four games. I don't know why we like this one is a very much keep it simple. He is the clear cut number one wide receiver. 
maybe even number one pass catcher in this Chiefs offense, which although it's a much different version of the Chiefs offense, if you're the number one target for Patrick Mahomes, you are generally speaking going to be a lineup lock. Mm -hmm. Hard to argue against that. The Raiders have been stingier defensively than we expected, Mike, but no like shadow opportunity coming here. He's probably going to be just fine again on Monday. Yeah, Raiders overall neutral against receivers, but lately they've been poor. Six most fantasy points over the last month to the position, so They've had some issues there. Marcus Peters cut. They brought in Jack Jones was cut by the the Patriots. Speaking of quarterback issues, New England, goodness gracious, all over the place. But uh, yeah, look, I mean, over the last month, Rice is third in fantasy points at receiver. We might be too low at seven at this point, but he definitely deserves this ranking. And it's not just it's not like it's just been high volume in this offense just because they're like have extra plays or his target share has been at least 26 percent in four straight too. Like it is a dedicated, they are dedicated to getting, getting him the ball. And also 92% of the snaps last week, career high. He's an every down player now too, on top of everything else. So it's, it's, we're off and running. I will say this, you know, just cause we mentioned like the future, future rankings dynasty, I believe it was Adam Teicher uh, asked a question from Eric Moody about the, the future. If he's the one. And it was like, no, probably not. Like he's probably the two term. Like we're, he doesn't, have, he doesn't have like the downfield speed rice. Like he's, oh, so I, 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 I thought saying. that was interesting. Yeah. That's well, the only I, thing that like, they, they could, I mean, they could certainly, pause, they could go big game hunting, whether it's in yeah, the draft right, or right. If, if they fall short this year, Yeah, it is pretty clear that they're going to address the offense more so than I the defense. So, yeah. And with Travis Kelsey, you know, losing a step this year, they're, they're going to have mm-hmm. to be thinking about weapons, whether it's a player who, you know, by, nominally is ahead of Rasheed Rice or not, we'll see. But uh, even if he's the number two, like he's way too good to have much lower of a ceiling than like... I don't know, the 20th best receiver right, in fantasy I was football say, like, every year. He should at least be the Devontae Smith to A.J. Brown. Right, like, correct. Not, yeah, like, that kind he, of dynamic. He looks like the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to list this really quickly because I know that we know how good Rasheed Rice has been, but when you look at Chiefs wide receivers over the last month, okay. right? Rasheed Rice has 32 receptions. Travis Kelsey has 21. Yeah. So he's 11 more. The next closest Chiefs pass catcher has six. For the past six, incredible six and catches. believe it or not marquez valdez scantling has negative catches during that time that's mike that negative too <laughs> unkind that's man unkind unkind I but think, then again you're allowed to do that i yeah. should have did Kadarius yeah, i was tony. just gonna say <laughs> yeah. wasn't Kadarius tony the I negative the, catches uh, yeah. the obvious target He's negative yards yeah. yeah hey let's talk about james cook guys because since joe brady took over as the offensive coordinator mike clay it feels like we have seen a different mm-hmm. james cook in this bill's offense do you think that this is something sustainable because we've been talking i talked with field about this before the show the Bills felt like for the last little bit have not known how to use running backs for us in fantasy. And over the last month, it's like, oh, shoot, they're finally starting to figure out. Do you expect this to continue? Yeah, uh, I do for James Cook. Uh, it's funny. Devin Singletary is getting similar treatment in That's Houston we now. That was what Daniel yeah. was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. So and now, of course, uh, Cook, Cook getting it here. Yeah, last four games with Joe Brady, 24.1 fantasy points per game. Only two running backs and more fantasy points. Christian McCaffrey and Kyron Williams. The volume has been terrific. He has a t- uh, four touchdowns in the four games, over 100 yards and all the games. You could go on and on and on. Uh, he has been super productive on top of all of that. Great matchup against the Chargers, who, to your point, on to next year. Fifth most fantasy points to running backs. Also, second most catches and receiving yards to running backs. And we know that he could be a factor in the passing game. So Cook could be the number one scorer at running back this week. He has that ceiling. He's set up perfectly. Coming into week 16, where does James Cook rank in rushing yards in the NFL for the season? Coming into this week, uh, I would say, oh, man, he's uh, man rushing yards. Yards, yeah. 15th. I don't know. I was going to say probably like 18th second. No, what? That's stuff. That's not true. 
Go check it out right He's now. Second in rushing. I'm, I'm trying right now. Going into <laughs> week 16, Kyron Williams may have bypassed him last yeah. night. He is second with 968. Like, wow. And yeah, he's done. I guess he's done a lot in the last month and his efficiency was great all year. Like I've used that stat where he was like 28th in touches, but 12th in yards. That like total, to- including yeah, receiving. That totally crept up on me. Is he still second ahead of Kyron? Right now, when I'm looking at him, he has a total of Field Yates, 1,000. Sorry, 968 yards. Rushing now, yards. That's unbelievable. Behind Kyron Williams. because So Kyron left night. him with one extra game last night. So on a per-game basis, he is still second, which is a remarkable, remarkable. I would have never guessed that for yeah. James Cook. As it is, good. On, on a, on a per-game basis, Kyron Williams is higher because he only good played point. 11. But nonetheless, the fact that we thought yes. he was 15th and he's or 12th and he's third. Second or third. Uh, like, how crazy is that? Yes. By the way, uh, similar vein, not as uh, shocking, but um, like Tua hasn't been really Great in passing or like in fantasy for two months now. He yes. still leads the NFL yeah. passing yards. Ridiculous. It's, it's yep. 100%. Crazy. Yep. Let's do it. Field, I'm going to ask you about the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Okay. Do you think that Higgins is teed up for a big game with Chase? Uh, well done. Well, we well, do know that he has or, two E's in his name. Two E's. Yeah. Like Rasheed Rice. Do you think he's going to be tied up with Joey Ooh. Porter? I'll let Mike to the wide receiver mm. cornerback matchup part here. I think that we know that T. Higgins is an incredibly talented mm-hmm. player. So if you're choosing between a Bengals pass catcher to start this weekend, it's very obviously him. I think the concerns are two, are threefold. I'll let Mike talk about the matchup here in a second. Mm-hmm. The other one would be that he's been so up and down this season. The last one would be how many players saw a target for the Rams last night for the Rams uh four four correct yeah. how many saw a target for the Bengals last week uh I don't know 12 um, 12 12 wow. so a lot, yeah. this team does spread the wealth very much so mm-hmm. T Higgins obviously plays in a much less saturated offense than guys like Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua do out there in Los Angeles <laughs> now tell me about the matchup Mike because it is not ideal uh yeah so generally, and these teams played earlier this season, you yep. would expect Joey Porter Jr. to shadow Jamar Chase as he did in the first game, and he did well. Remember, that was the game where all week you were talking about two of the four catches were yes. tip passes, right? Yep. So he did a good job, uh, and then Porter's done a really nice job. He's a face a lot of top-end uh, quarterbacks, but when he has faced the number one corner, which he's been doing for a month and a half, he's been effective. Now, I think it's been pretty clear all week when they're game planning that there's not going to be Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. so my expectation is Porter will shadow T. Higgins. They just, like, he's by far their number one. Yep. It's not even close. You could say Tyler Boyd, but he's in the slot, so he doesn't, he's irrelevant to this conversation. So I do think Porter will shadow Higgins. That makes it a tougher matchup. Uh, and Higgins also has a really tough matchup next week and in week 18. So this is an interesting one because yeah. the volume could go up, but the matchups are going to be tricky. We still rank him without Chase as a fringe wide receiver, too. So you can put him in your lineup, but a little nervous about dud potential because that's that's T. Higgins, too. Yep. He's very boom bust. And he's going to be a free agent in a few months. He certainly would like to totally mash over this yes. final three yeah, regular that's season. That's going to be an interesting one. Does yeah, he resign? They haven't done it yet. If Does he hits he the market, else? though, he'll be a $25 million. Yeah, they'll be somewhere else. Free yeah. agency yeah, yeah. is yeah. just way too kind to players that have that much talent on the side. Yep. yep. Plus, the Bengals found Osavas, right? Yes, so he's right. Yeah. Since I, I yeah. grabbed him in some dynasty leagues. He looks, he looks pretty good. He's not, he's not Jake Bobo level, but he's a no, promising no, player. He's, he's yeah. an interesting. I think, yeah. like, when he, you see him targeted, you're like, man, that guy. Oh, he's big and he can run. That's yeah. a good starting Yeah, point. he's, yep. yeah. And he, totally. was, uh, he was one of them, like, sometimes day three picks are like maybe to fill a need or something like that. Or like sometimes it's just like, this is a raw prospect. It might sure. take some time. Could be he's something one, there. Yeah. Like Could he win yeah. that two job next year? That'd be I'll take some more Tanner Hudson love out of you, Mike. I think I'm liking yeah, Tanner uh, Hudson. Like the most like efficient player in the NFL. Eight targets. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's such a bizarre four-man yeah. tight end committee in totally. Cincinnati. Yeah. He's one of my favorite tight ends in the four-man fantasy leagues that we're going to do. Paul wants to make T. Higgins to the Jets happen. <laughs> 
All right, guys, we are going to talk about boy. What else? What do you want to talk about here? I mean, do we even get into Tyler Boyd? Because I, I feel like this is one of those situations. Tyler Boyd. Where, yeah. What? No, I don't think so. No, he has uh, he has under eight fantasy points in five straight yeah. games. So he's and not so somebody you even consider. Yeah, yeah, he would probably need a touchdown in order to cash in, which. Uh, a player that plays in the slot who hasn't traditionally been a massive touchdown maker. That would be a long shot for me to be calling a lineup lock in week 16. Yeah, so, and, you're, and you're higher than us on him. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I've got yeah. him at 34, which is higher than the two of you. Yeah, guys. desperation yep. flex option, yep. I would say. Yep. Joe Mixon, T. Higgins are the two obvious starters that you yes, have. Yes, they are one. for the yep. Bengals. I had a dream that Joe Mixon found the end zone last night. Make is that right? That what you will. I okay. need to maybe expand my horizons <laughs> in life a little no, bit. No, I, I mean, like week 16, I mean, we've been thinking about the same thing for how many months now? Yeah, it checks out. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus. Guys, let's dive into the Vikings game, taking on Why the Detroit the Lions. This okay. is a situation where I think we have a new player to talk about. We do, yeah. Ty Chandler looked mm. really good this last week, filling in for Alexander Madison. Now this week, going against a very tough Detroit Lions rush defense field jates. When you look at Ty Chandler, week 16, how are you approaching him? So there's going to be most likely no Alexander Madison, which means it's going to be the Ty Chandler mm. show. Some would say that the billing that he carried coming into the NFL was being this plus receiver out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. He had 26 opportunities last week to Ty Chandler. So it may be that he doesn't have 26, but he is a good bet for 20 to 25 or 20 to 22 this upcoming weekend uh, against your Detroit Lions, Daniel, who, of course, have been terrific against the run. They have yet to allow a player to rush for more than 70 yards in a game this season. That being said, if Ty Chandler gets 14 carries and six targets, would you be surprised? No, no. Nor would yeah. I. And by the way, he has 14 plus touches in four or five. So he's he already has a decent guy. floor. And that's with mm-hmm. Alex Madison involved for some of that. So let's expect him to be the featured back. Yep, and yep. he's a very good pass catcher yep. for an offense that while Nick Mullins did have a reasonable game last week, 303 passing yards, I still think there is going to be a more conservative nature to it than it would be with Kirk Cousins driving the football down the field. So I have Ty Chandler apparently higher than Daniel by quite a bit. I have RB 18. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at RB 21. My rankings didn't. Oh, that did not reflect the Alexander yeah. Madison being out part. Correct. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I've got him as RB 18. I think he is a usable RB 2 because of the volume on Sunday. Yeah, he's a tricky one. I'm considering him in DFS as well this week in yeah. cash. The price point's not too high, but... What's tricky for me is the matchup. Yeah, Detroit is allowed now terrible. the fewest yeah. fantasy points to running backs this season, the third lowest yards per carry. So do you get 14 carries for 30 yards and then yeah. you need five, six targets? You might get it. Uh, and that's enough volume that you're going to you're going to start him. Like yep. if, he, if you have him, he's a he's a flex option. Maybe your team. I mean, look, we're down to the final four teams in most leagues. You might have better options. But uh, I thought what was most interesting was comments from Kevin O'Connell. You don't always get this from coaches. Mm-hmm. He basically he was asked about this backfield and it wasn't like, oh, yeah, Alex is our starter when he comes back. It was well, now we want to get Ty Chandler as much work in the running game and passing game. Yep. And when Alex comes back, hopefully he could basically pick up the scraps, right? I think they have a new starting running back now. He, he, they he, sure in do. so many words, he said that. So yes, Chandler, they do. Chandler looks good. Uh, if he's out there in shallower leagues, still on waivers, you need to scoop him up for the stretch run here. I will say this on the other side, but the same position running backs. You guys, of course, have that James Cook board bet for this. I'm sorry, Jameer the uh, Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs board bet for yep. this week, right? Um, this is an interesting point that our good buddy, Josh Norris, if you don't mm-hmm. listen, consume Josh's content over underdog, you're missing out. He was talking about this and it's a very scheme specific thing. How, you know, this, Vikings defense is totally maniacal and they make your running backs pass protect because they're bringing pressure from all different angles. 
he posited the possibility of maybe Jameer Gibbs is less involved in the passing game, which was the case these last the last time these two mm-hmm. teams played for that specific reason. Like it's just hard for backs to get out into the pass concepts because they're constantly responsible for picking up blitzers, which means that if I had to choose one side of that board bet with mom and dop in the house, I'm picking the Daniels. Thank side. you very much. Felix. <laughs> I would Yates. never defy her. Are you exactly. kidding me? So despite everything you just said, you're still going the other well, way. I love Josh, but I love mom and dop and okay. she's right yeah. here. Yeah, if you had to choose, right, Mike, go ahead and make the decision. I was going right to say, you want to make your declaration? I'm on the other side, right? Well, I guess. I guess you, I, I forget what the you, number was, but I'm on the lower end. Of, isn't it like a 21? Ver- I, I win. If, I think it's 15, yeah, 16, 15, 17. Yeah, I that's, win. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And I'm always, always, oh, wait, I, I actually am involved. I love Josh and I love Mama Dob. I know Mama Dob would approve of my message. You want him to be good, but not great. Yeah, I want to be RB6, 17. As long as he doesn't get in the end zone. If he gets in the end zone, I think we're looking at a good game there. So, all right, let's check in on a couple of the running backs here while we're talking about it. Jonathan Taylor, we talked about this earlier with Stefania Field-Yates, assuming that Jonathan Taylor is the only running back in this backfield. Yep. How is it that you would rank him for these Colts? I've got him as RB13 right now, and I imagine that both of you guys will be closer to that once Zach Moss is removed from the projections, mm-hmm. if he bit, is yeah. removed. I mean, he, he's at RB18. Even if Zach Moss is you got to move up a little bit, right? I, maybe a few, but I think Moss was already looking at 8 to 10 touches and. They seem to like Tyler Goodson and Trey Sermon. They can handle a couple touches. And well, I don't I'm know if 13 Taylor, and you're at 18, move them a few. Doesn't that get you pretty like close 16? to 13? Yeah, okay. well, I did. I said a little bit. I don't know if I'll yeah. go that high, which I'll get to why in a moment. Sure. Also, I think he might be a little bit limited in his first game back. Yeah. Just because Sermon's yeah, coming yeah. off a nice game. And, totally. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know what to make of Trey Sermon because he could be like totally out of the game plan on Sunday and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Or he could have six carries and that also wouldn't surprise me as well. Yep. Uh, but the reason why I have Jonathan Taylor is RB13 as opposed to like RB6 is because I do expect a bit of a discount on the workload in his first game back as was the case when he came back earlier in the year. Remember, it was him and Zach Moss battling it out for touches for like a month straight Mm -hmm. before JT really took over that backfield prior to the subsequent injury. Here's my question. How many touchdowns, how many rushing touchdowns have the Falcons allowed to running backs this season? I'm going to go with two. I know the answer. So I'm going to just told you. No, I'm going to recuse myself. Zero. Wow. Zero touchdowns. Uh, only one running back has even reached 18 fantasy points against him. So I'm a little worried about ceiling sure. against this. If you uh, think about it, though, they haven't faced like the Falcons have not faced Corderell Patterson or Tyler Algier, two dominant running backs in their true. own right. So maybe that's, that's, that's have, the reason they why. have faced my best friend, Rashad White, though. <sighs> maybe he didn't find the end zone. He didn't find the end zone through the no air. One did through the air. Oh, the yeah. air. They, they have given up a handful of uh, receiving touchdowns yeah. to running backs. There you have it, Jonathan Taylor screen game touchdown on Sunday. There you go. Maybe that's Could why Bijan Robinson isn't very good because he's going up against this Falcons. Defense he loses confidence during the week practice. of practice. That's he's like, these guys is. are too good. I'm not made for the NFL. I'm born to be a college <laughs> running back, and that's it. Kidding, of course. Uh, very much kidding. Hey, I want to check in on Austin Eckler. Figure out okay. your confidence check on these guys, Mike. I'm going to start with you. Five games with 20 or more fantasy points, six games with four to 10 fantasy points, mm-hmm. nothing in the middle, nothing in the 10 to 20 range. It feels very boom bust for Austin Eckler this year. Now, I'm going to say this real fast, as fast as I can. They have a backup quarterback. Yeah. They're without their top two wide receivers. Yeah. They just fired their head coach. Mm. If I was a team playing defense, I would make Easton Stick have to beat me. Mm. Do you feel like teams are going to load the box against Austin Eckler and say, go ahead, Josh Palmer and Quinton Johnston with a backup quarterback, yeah. try and take us down? I think they're going to try to do that. Uh, but Eckler might get eight targets, too, which is why we're still ranking him where we are. He's still a guy you could put in your lineup. Uh, 
you know, his his line for carries is nine and a half. That's probably his range. You're probably looking at eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 carries on top of, again, maybe five to seven uh, targets. And by the way, that aligns with this defense they're facing. The Bills have uh, faced the fifth or a lot of the fifth most catches to running backs and a lot of the fourth most receiving yards to the position. Also, the uh, the sixth highest yards per carry yeah. to running back. So the matchups kind of aligns well for Eckler. Uh, I, you, actually, you guys are quite a bit lower. Than I was going to say, I am lower than you, and I'm right this Wait, time. I was going to say, You're wasn't right this, this opposite like two weeks ago? Did we just change the confidence that we have in Austin Eckler? No, no, I was not confident in Austin. Okay, so and you're tired. still not My, confident. That was, the that was two games ago against yeah. the Broncos. Okay. Yeah, okay. He had a good game, and I think this kind of lines up well. I mean, I'm just chasing the 15 to 17 touches. I know he hasn't looked as good, but he's still it's Austin such a Eckler nice way of in the passing it, game. He has one receiving touchdown this season. Yeah, yeah one receiving touchdown all year. He has three games this year in which he's averaged over three and a half yards per carry. He has four games this year in which his yards per carry average was under two. He's just not an efficient runner anymore. He's going to need those eight targets, and I'm worried that this game might be a bloodbath by halftime, and they might just say Isaiah Spiller. Come on down. Ugh. Yeah. Josh right, Kelly, you, come on down. You, you guys might be get right. 15 I, snaps a piece. Yeah. I'm still investing. I'm, I, I'm yeah. still thinking the targets will be there uh, as they have been recently. Uh, and the carries will be down, mm. which is why he's not ranked fifth. But I'm, you know, I think there's enough there for like, it. If you think it's going to be like that, a blow yes. then you should not be starting. Cause I could really, like I could truly see like five catches for like 35 yards, which would get you to eight and a half fantasy points along with eight carries for 14 yards under yeah, I mean I'm never going to project eight carries for 14 yards I might I mean that might be generous yeah. to this running game right now yikes I'm going to be right I mean, on this I'll tell you what, I'm just not going to pre- <laughs> you've got him at 20 it. Mike you've got him at 12 yeah. Yeah. I think maybe do you guys want to do a board bet where right I win if he's at 16 and you guys get the other sides yes I mean Mike 16? might not want to yeah uh, sure okay why not I say Austin Eckler will not be a top 16 running back in week 16. I say he will be a top 16 running back in week 16. I say he is exactly running back 16 in week 16. Put it on on the board. board. A lot of 16s in there. I know. Yeah, that was a lot. We really, we really. All right, Austin, get it done. He, uh, he's already talking about what, like his plans for next year, like where he's going to be playing. And if other team, if other GMs are going to think he's washed or if they're going to give him a real, uh, a real opportunity to to be the starter. The could this back. team so be one two three Cabo? About. Could this be a one two three Cabo situation? They're on to the off season. Like you know, hey, oh, let's yeah. make our oh, Cabo man. plans now. That was a famous Phoenix Suns thing back in the day. That's a fair point. I could, you know, I am a little nervous that they're just going to take a long ooh, look at Spiller ooh, here. I, I love I'm, it. They could. They. I, I could be wrong, but look at this. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm projecting them to get another, have another big game here. It's okay, like, Mike. You can't win them all. It's okay. Don't worry. I've been taking a long look at Devin Singletary, guys. Yeah, and I, there we go. No longer feels like he is in a committee. He has looked fantastic recently, Field Yates, this week, taking yeah. on the Chargers. How high are you putting Devin Singletary in your rankings? Uh, I have him as RB23, and that might be too low because I feel more confident over than him in him than I do Austin Eckler, and I have those two flipped in my rankings. I might have to adjust that accordingly, uh, but he played 75% of the snaps, as you mentioned last week. He had 26 carries. But he also had four catches last week. Now, those were four of his 23 for the full season. He has not been heavily involved often in the passing game. But Damian Pierce, no longer a factor in this offense. Wouldn't surprise me if Singletary pushes for 25 total opportunities. I said yep. that he played the Chargers, by the way. He does not play the Chargers. Plays he the plays Browns. the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Just want to yep. make sure that's clean. Uh, they've only allowed four running backs to get to 15 points this year. But again, if Singletary pushes past 20 touches, he can get there. He's playing really well. Uh, 
seventh in fantasy points of running back since week 10. Wow. And now he's getting the volume with Damian Pierce here, who played four snaps last week. Yeah. Pierce four is, snaps. Four Not snaps. He's, yeah. he's really the three now. Ogumboale yeah, is the yeah. two. He's been full on bench. Yep. Wow. Gosh, that's crazy. I can't believe that has happened here. Mm. No, it's wild. It he really looked is. so good last year. He yeah. really For did. like a month. It looked like he was... Yeah. He was a was very exciting rookie. Everyone was really pumped about him. Yeah, for a good reason. Yeah. All right, guys, let's talk about a couple more running backs here. I want to check in on Javante Williams coming out of that game against the Detroit Lions last week. You don't play against the Lions, though. You don't mess around with your running backs against the Lions. You unless, you're, unless you're Ty Chandler. That's yeah. what yeah. I mean. Then maybe. Yeah. Take it yeah. on the New England Patriots, who are also a pretty good defense field. When you look at this Broncos offense and how you're approaching Javante Williams, do you have him as a top 25 guy? I have Javante Williams at RB31. Okay, so outside your top. And I have done a little bit of an about face on Javante Williams because while the volume has largely remained steady, the efficiency has been terrible. As a matter of fact, he has under four yards per carry in seven straight games. And and you said his volume has remained steady? Top 10 in touches over the last month at the running back position. What would you guess is his most receiving yards in a game this season? His most receiving yards in a game, uh, 17. I was going to say 76 because I watched Gus Edward have 80 once. 31. (laughs) 31 so Mike closer to the pin on that one. So he has not while he has seen some work in the passing game, it has not resulted in a bunch it's, of yeah. big plays. So you are sort of counting on a touchdown if you are playing Javante Williams, which I know is it's possible, right? I mean, this you is going to be a low scoring year, game. But yes, yeah. that's exactly your point. So three touchdowns this entire season probably mm-hmm. need one on Sunday night to pay off. It sounds like it might snow during this game, mm, which has nothing fun. to do with fantasy football. It's just cool that we that's have fun. a game yes. on Christmas Eve being played in the snow. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, he does have 18 plus fantasy points in three of his last seven games. We have seen the occasional big game, but I'm I'm nervous about him. He's still really young, which is nice. And this was his first year off the ACL. Right. So maybe next year will be the year where season. he makes a big leap. Uh, but again, still young, super talented. And that's why. They keep committing to him, and yep. it's not the Samaj P. Ryan show or Julio Mulglachlan show. They keep going back to the well here with Williams. So hopefully he's just getting his feet under him, and we'll have a bounce back next year. Just nervous, a little nervous about him from a dynasty standpoint. But I'm with you this week. New England, uh, second lowest yards per carry to running backs. They've been really good in that department as usual. So Javante underwhelming flex Ravens running back room unfortunately is without Keaton Mitchell on IR although for fantasy managers while we hate that it does mean more touches should be available for both Gus Edwards and Justice Hill taking on the 49ers this week Mike Clay we've been saying all year long it's basically been Gus Edwards as the one and then Justice Hill as the two Mm -hmm. any reason without Keaton Mitchell that that would have changed or are we still going forward like that yeah well with the five full games with these two guys together it was 52 percent of the snaps for Gus Edwards 48 for Justice Hill (laughs) of course lean toward Hill in the passing game although they don't throw to the running backs much it's always been a Lamar Jackson thing and then the goal line work and most of the carries have gone to uh, Gus Edwards so Edwards would be my preferred start but again I have him ranked 30th so it's very much in the range of who we just talked about so it's uh, a Javante Williams of course so he's a 12 team leagues a flex you have a little more value in non PPR but none of these guys are lineup locks so we talked yesterday on the show about how somebody was going to score a touchdown last night. And it was going to be weird, like a weird A.T. Perry touchdown or a weird yeah. Demarcus Robinson, Robinson touchdown yeah, yeah. or a weird. Um, there was one. Oh, Jawan Johnson. That's not that weird for the Saints. But still, the point was that like someone is going to score a touchdown that you're like, yeah, that helps like four of us. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like Justice Hill could end up being that guy this weekend. Two or, touchdowns, like, yeah. <laughs> or he'll have three rushes and four catches. But one of those four goes for 68 yards, and you're like, mm. oh, my God, how did Justice Hill have 82 receiving yards but, on Sunday? But now that you said that, 
you put it out there into the I world, Melvin Gordon's going to score a touchdown. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm a big Melvin Gordon fan. That's right. Back on the 53-man roster, sure by is, the way. Yeah. I'm a big fan of any time a running back can have like four carries for negative three yards and two touchdowns. Those are the kind of games that I'm in for. Well, it was the infamous Jerome Bettis game, was yes. It, uh, it was, was, was like five carries, for minus three uh, or something Yeah, five like that. carries for three yards and three touchdowns. Yes. That might be that? the greatest stat line of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Or uh, So the opposite of Derrick Henry's last, last week. Yeah, which was incredible. What do you have? Oh, 10 yeah. yards and 20 touches? Uh, 20 yes. touches. Yeah, Last, it was honestly, unreal. Hard to do. How about Houston? Yeah. Uh, Houston's Stingy. run defense, just we, it was a joke for years, yeah. and now they're the best in the NFL, and it's not close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're dominating. D'Amico Ryans, baby. Crushing it. Yeah. Hey, speaking of dominating, Isaiah Likely, without Mark Andrews, yeah. has been fantastic for your tight end position. The last two weeks, 19.3 and 18 fantasy points. Mike Clay, any reason why this is going to slow down against... The San Francisco 49ers this week. I don't think so because you look uh, at his snap share. You had a chance. What? It's not likely. It's not to. likely it's uh, going to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, I'm not you, a sharp you today. You want to ask the end, Daniel? <laughs> this, is, this isn't live. <laughs> not a sharp today. I had a party. All right, here we go. Uh, hey, um, Dave, just, I'm sorry, Tyler. Just uh, redo this. We'll restart. In three, two, one. Down barrel again. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Mike Clay. <laughs> I yes. can't. I can't. Just answer the question. I was going to do it. I was ready for a full reset. Uh, is Isaiah Likely's hot streak likely to continue? I think it uh, is very. Uh, there's a good chance of that there's happening. See, I so. hate you. You're the worst. <laughs> I think you should leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a poet, and I didn't even realize I was making. Stop rhymes. it. Just talk about oh, Isaiah Likely. <laughs> Uh, Isaiah Likely, yes. He'll keep it going. Uh, snap share. This is like after the dad joke. On that is. Yeah, like, that's right. Can't can't talk right. Uh, Playing three quarters of the snaps, exactly like Mark Andrews, his targets per game, the exact same number as Mark Andrews earlier this season. Fantasy points per game, actually up from what Mark Andrews was oh at. Gosh. So you got likely, we have him as a, a fringe tight end. Uh, one, we'd have him a little higher if the matchup was easier against the 49ers, but I think you're comfortable starting him. By the way, last week, Trey McBride had a big game against this team, and so did uh, uh, Elijah Higgins scored a touchdown as well and had like yeah. four or five targets. So that's interesting as well. Do we think Higgins is a tight end or a wide receiver? I think he's. I think he's listed in our game as a tight end. Yeah, I mean he he was at uh, he was at the combine with the receivers. Then he yeah. got converted to tight end, but right. then he was waived by Miami or uh, yeah by Miami. Miami went to Arizona. Six round pick. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what. What do you think? I don't know where you lined up. I think, I think, call him. I think yeah. he's a tight receiver. Is what tight I receiver. Yeah. yeah. Tight I believe we're calling him a tight end in our game. Yeah, sure I believe is, yeah. Arizona is calling him a wide receiver on their roster. All right. Well, we I always go player by player in the offseason and fix all that stuff. So we'll see. You're yeah. responsible for it, huh? Sure am. Yeah. Oh wow. I do all the things. You do all everything at this company. Yes. All the things. Uh, so who are we trading Mark Andrews to this offseason? Because oh, you said that Isaiah Likely is yeah. better, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's true. That, yeah, that was really I think cool. you're the one you just said, said that. Yeah. Hey, Chiefs, speak. Don't oh, stop it. Stop it. Oh, Kelsey and Andrews together. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Is it, I thought T. Higgins was going to go to the Chiefs this offseason. He's going to the happen? Jets, according to the Pulse. Jets. Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay. Uh, Mark Andrews is actually going to the Dodgers. Let's be honest with it. They're going to the Dodgers right now. That's unreal. Yeah. All right. Hey, speaking of tight ends, let's talk about Darren Waller. Came back last week. Gets the Eagles defense. Mike's Eagles defense. Mike, really quickly, how are your Eagles against tight ends this year? Mid. Mid. That's a that's a word. Kids it is now. a word. But yeah, it is. But mid. it's funny. I but thought you were going to like mid. middle of the pack. No, mid means <laughs> no, bad in mid. this case. Yeah, yeah, mid means bad, right? So I use it wrong. But uh, in this case, they are middle of the pack. Okay. Okay. Yes. Middle Got it. neutral matchup. Yeah. Um, Did you like him this week? If you if you had Darren Waller, you were waiting for him to come back. Ideally, yeah. like. How far down that tight end list do you have to get to feel confident with Darren Waller? I've got him as tight end 12. I'm a couple mm-hmm. spots behind okay. the two of you guys. He had six targets last week, second uh, most on the Giants behind only Darius Slayton. Four catches for 40 yards. 
Uh, he's now a full participant in practice. He came out of the game healthy. He is seemingly healthier this week than he was last week. So, you know, I think that um, as I reminded when Darren Waller returned from IR, relative to where you drafted him, he is a disappointment. Relative to is he a startable tight end? He's like serviceable, right? Sure. Like, yeah. yeah, he's not a top five option, but he's also not a top. He's not like at the 20th tight end on our board or something. Yeah, like that. you mentioned six targets last week. He only played 43 percent of the snaps in his first game back before the injury he was 84 percent. I expect yeah. him to be closer to that number this week and in that seven to eight target range. So no doubt he's a tight end one option. Heck yeah. All right, guys, back here on Fantasy Focus, closing yeah. things out. We mm. are talking about our Fantasy Focus parlay. Let's Mike go. We're Clay. back. We were off last week. We were off last we got week. two in off a row, right? Week. And they were like, you can't do it this week. So are we you are. serving it up or is Daniel serving well, it up? Well, we did it together this the time. Joint collab. Two, I'm trying to think two. of like, you know, the great collaborations over time. Yeah. So yeah. Daniel pitched one and then uh, he reviewed my picks for the uh, betting playbook, which will be on ESPN Plus today. Okay. I uh, picked two that he l- agreed with. Felt comfortable with. That's yep. the parlay. Okay. That's where we're at. There you have it. Do you take yours first? I'll, I'll, actually, I want to tee you up first. I want to start with Bryce Young because I thought this yeah. was a really good one. Bryce Young over 27 and a half pass attempts, Mike. We like that one. Yeah, we do. Uh, 28 plus in 12 of 13 games. There was one exception. Guess which one it was? It was the weather game. It was last week. That's oh, weather, wow. right? The line, his line was really low. That's the only time he hasn't hit this. So I expect that against the Packers who have faced the sixth fewest pass attempts this season. Mm. And yet opponents are still averaging 31.6 per game. So think about that. They don't give up many, and it's still way above this line. Even with Carolina running the ball a lot more, they have been clearing this line uh, pretty easily. Your quarterback's against him, so love this one. Love that as well. Yes. What do you got? Jacoby Myers, over 37 and a half receiving yards. First, a shout out to you, Mike Clay, because the Shadow Report is one of the best things that I read every single week. friend. One of the things that I have an audio file. I'm not much of a reader, but I love listening (laughs) listening to it. I I narrate it. I read it in this. I just that's your voice. Yeah. I did not know you had that kind of range. Oh, yeah. I do it all. Yeah, You really do everything. Yeah. Kind of sounds robotic a little bit to me, but it's no big deal. My voice is a little off today, so I can do all (laughs) kinds of extra voices. You and Herbie. Party a couple nights ago. Poor Herbie last night. Herbie was powering through. He he just kept going. Herbie's been uh, not like that guy's been working hard over the past five months. Mm -hmm. uh, So uh, (laughs) obviously has been literally everywhere. The man is the face of college football. Yeah. One of the faces of the NFL. So uh, Mike and Herbie, kindred spirits with their uh, current voice issues. Yeah, Christmas parties and football stats. That's what we yeah. do. That's right, yeah. Football analysis. <laughs> hey, real quick, just to close this out. Jacoby oh. Myers. I think the idea of the non-number one pass catcher, because people being shadowed by Legereus Sneed, a lot of times that opens up the number two pass catcher. When you look at this, there have been a handful. Week 15, Hunter Henry went seven for 66 as the guy that not was not shadowed. Dalton Kincaid. Unfortunately, only five for 21 behind Stefan Diggs, but he had nine targets in that game. Mm-hmm. You look at a bunch of these number two pass catchers all the way back to when Jacoby Myers did it again in week 12, by the way, six catches for 79 right. yards and a touchdown against this Chiefs team. I like him at 37 and over 37 and a half. Mike. Yep. Uh, no doubt about it. I'm with you on that one. And uh, the last one here, Tyler Algier, over eight and a half carries in this game. This one's close to even money. Nine plus carries in 10 of 14 games, including five of his last Six. How about that? 14. We got out of him last week. So, uh, look, he has at least seven in every game going back to week two of last season. So wow. he should he's going to be in this range. I think there's a good chance uh, he gets to this number. The Colts have faced the third most running back carries yep. this season. So What's that's the payout it. here? Uh, I don't know. I don't I'm not sure. The, I'm not sure what it, I don't have it, but totally uh, it's it should be in there. Or if it's not in the operator, the second close. it will be shortly. So I've gotten several tweets saying like, hey, you know, Christmas shopping was on the house this year because of Mike and Mike. Daniel's wonderful thoughts here. During oh, there the it is. BM, yeah, people were looking for parlay. it. Parlay plus. Yeah. Uh-huh. One of my favorite things is when I was looking at those, I was like, you know what I want to do? I want to put my faith in Arthur Smith. 
Let's do that. Uh, yeah. Well, so this is to... this is putting your, the, the it's, faith it's in the, the fact opposite. that he won't use exactly. one of the. Exactly. It wasn't like an over on Bijan, right? It was an over on. That's so good. Tyler uh, Algier. I did want to pat myself on the back for finding those people that tweeted us saying like, thank you for the ESPN bet parlays, because normally when you go on Twitter and you look at the replies, it is the spammiest, bodiest oh, thing of all time. Day. I mean, every day it's like you'll tweet like uh, whatever, like fantasy focus is coming up in five minutes and link to it. And they'll be like, like hey. nine was. Hey, thank you. Awesome. Cool. Wow. Daniel Dops, the man. But Mama Dops is even cooler. And you're like, OK, those last two were accurate. Yeah. Everything else was just AI random AI bot thought. stuff. Yes. Yeah, all AI stuff. That's like, uh, yeah, one was like, good. so good. I agree with Clay on Clyde Edwards. Hilaire. Like we didn't even talk about him in that show at all. Oh, really? Like, it's just like AI nonsense. Like it's, it's but the thing know, is it's, that it's actually not AI. It's AU artificial. Artificial unintelligence, a bunch yeah. of morons out there, <laughs> yeah. mouth breathing, probably not literally, they don't even breathe because they're, they're robots, they're, yeah. but AU, if you call it AI in my presence, I will ignore you for the rest of the conversation. Hey, don't right, be a wow. mouth breathing moron. Go check out ESPN Bet and our fantasy focus well parlay nice. right there, guys. Download the app today, the ESPN Bet app. Must be 21 plus gambling problem. Mm-hmm. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, starts of the week, friends. Let's dive in. Field Jays, your start of the week for week 16 is... I really wanted to be Zeke Elliott again, but after last <laughs> week, I think I'll dismiss myself. But assuming no Ramondre Stevenson, I do love Zeke. Uh, Justin yeah. Fields this week playing against the Arizona Cardinals. As we know, Great Justin matchup. Fields, a dual threat quarterback, and the matchup is terrific. This Bears team could have been playing for the playoffs if they had won last week and holding that 10-point lead. But I think they are one of the few teams who, despite the fact that they probably are not going to make the playoffs, feels like the vibes are extremely high right now give me justin fields for 20 plus fantasy points all right i like it uh mine is jacoby myers going up against the kansas city chiefs i know daniel likes this one uh i know he's been up and down but i had a pass and a uh uh, rushing touchdown was a pass or receiving receiving, pass and receiving touchdown in his most recent game and his last 20 plus fantasy point game against the Chiefs. There's going to be a luxurious neat shadowing. Devontae Adams, Myers gets the upgrade and matchup. Like him. Love it. Daniel? And I love Trey McBride in this one. Did you know that since Kyler Murray returned in week 10, Trey McBride is tight end one in receptions. Tight end one in receiving yards. Yeah. Tight end one in... Uh, there's something else that he's tight end one. He's Fantasy also seen points. a 27.9 target share vibes. over that span. Yeah, tight end one in vibes too. Like he is absolutely crushing it. When I look at the Bears, they have allowed the 10th most receptions to the position over the last six weeks. They don't give up a lot of yardage, but they do give up catches. And the idea that they are giving up an average of 5.6 yards per catch, and I'm looking at five and a half. I love the idea that Trey McBride, I think, yeah. is going to continue to smash in this Lock one. him in there. That's it. Fantasy football now, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Good calls all the way around. We love you guys. We'll see you then. We're back on Wednesday, by the way, for Fantasy Focus. Wednesday. We have a reduced week next week, Wednesday through Friday. Of course, we will get you caught up on what happened this weekend and then also get you ready for Championship Sunday. Cannot wait already. Let's find a way to get into Championship Sunday. That's right. right. Let's let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. First way to do that. Bring it up. 10 to 1 ESPN 2 Fantasy Football Now. Let's go. We'll see you guys there. Thumbs up for Fantasy Football Now. Not a mystery, the one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate, full sell you, Alliance fan through and through. With the hippest beard, I'm telling you, he's Daniel Dopp. Who's that? Who's that squad? Who's that squad? He's Daniel Dopp. Who's that? Who's that? Yeah.
Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.